Uh, hi guys, Tom here. Welcome to the Save Continue podcast. Shanae is running late. I don't maybe, know. Maybe, maybe not. absent. I don't know. We're not sure. She might show up in the middle of this. She might not. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I'm Tom. This here's Ryan. Hi. And we're you know we're gonna hear, be here talking about uh, video games and the like. Yeah, we like to talk about video games. It's probably our favorite of topics. Yeah, so Shanae usually starts us off by asking, what have we been playing? Yeah, and you always uh, go first, so go first. Okay, so I've been playing a lot of things kind of all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed. How is it? I need I need the deets, please. Hot Wheels Unleashed is such a weird game, man. Like Weird like how? The core of the game is so much fun and so good, right? Like, the racing feels good. If you like arcade racers, which is what I prefer, I'm real bad at simulation racers, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it just feels good. Everything feels good. And it, everything looks amazing and sounds amazing. And, like, they look like the fucking toys, man. Like, they, you go into the photo mode and they look like the fucking toy. Like down to a T. So what I was thinking they were they were gonna do is take Hot Wheels cars and just make them real cars. You know what I mean? Embiggen them. Yeah. yeah, they've done that before. Yeah, uh, I think that's what the whole Forza Horizon thing was. Yeah, but uh, you know, like no, they're still the toys. So you're small, you know. But like the level of detail that they went into, that like. If not for the photo mode, you might not notice, you know? Yeah. Like, decals laid on the track, you can see air bubbles oh, in the decal, cool. you know? Like a kid You can see, there. yeah, fucking fingerprints and shit, and like, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's really fun. The, my only problem with the game, I've now completed the main campaign. I've raced about 800 races. Yeah. And, like, these are not short races, you know? Like, yeah. some of these last a good six, seven, eight minutes. Yikes. Um, which, like, I'm fine with. But, like, you can tell that the game was initially intended to have some sort of in-app purchases, right? Mm. It doesn't. They've taken all that out. But you're still left, like we talked about with Shanae's Apple Arcade games, you're still left with the skeleton yeah. of the in-app purchase, right? They de- so you, they, they left it bone-in. Right. So you're, you're unlocking all these loot boxes, and there are two types of currency that you have, and the grind to get these is so tedious. And, like, not in a terrible way, right? Like, I've there's, like, 70-something cars. Yeah. Uh, in my time playing, I've unlocked, I mean, the majority of them. I'm still missing that Turtles van. I really want that fucking Turtles van. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I've unlocked the majority of them, but the problem is that, like, it ruined the online. How's that? So, online, it's easy to find races. Everything's fast. You know, you get in and out of races really quick. The problem is that people have realized that By participating in a race, you gain some of this virtual currency, regardless of where you place. If you place higher, you get more, sure. But even if you place dead last, you're still getting something, right? And once you get into a lobby, you can walk away. And you also get the money. Right. So 
a lot of players are doing this. So that means any online race you get into, half of the people are just sitting there. That sucks. Yeah. So it's really ruined the online. Yeah. Are there are there private lobbies? Can you make a private lobby? You can. You can. Um, but like, you know, it's it's something that they could fix so easily with sure. a patch. If you're not going to do in-app purchases, then just increase the reward. Yeah. You know, yeah, increase the reward by like ten. Sure. You know, yeah, and uh, I think that would fix the problem, or at least drastically reduce that problem. But uh, yeah, if you're just looking for a game to play offline, um, whether that's split screen or single player, it's fantastic. But the online multiplayer, as of right now, is kind of fucked. Yeah, uh, and that's kind of sad. I will say it, it, there are bits of it. My favorite thing about it. Other than like the licensed vehicles, because I like a lot of the licensed stuff, uh, is it reminds me of the next game I'm going to talk about, which is Monkey Ball. <clears throat> in that, like, you can skip entire portions of the level if you know where to like jump off from, right? You know, and are skilled enough to land where you need to land, um, which is a Monkey Ball staple, and like that's just so fun to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like almost necessary in some of those time trials. Yeah. Um, so on the Super Monkey Ball, right? So I got Super Monkey Ball. Uh, what, are they, what are they calling this one? Banana Mania. Is this another? Okay. Is this another re-release of an older game? Hmm. So what it is is a remake of One, Two, and Deluxe. Right. One, two, and Deluxe, I think by most people that like Monkey Ball are considered to be the best games. And Deluxe itself includes one and two. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's another weird one, right? Like, it looks fucking beautiful. I really like the new art style. It's bright, it's colorful, and all that. Uh, the game is fun, right? Like, there's no guardrails like in Banana Blitz, and there's, no, you know, there's still level skips, and it's got everything that you want in Monkey Ball, but there's caveats, right? And the ca those caveats are, it's made in Unity, which is a different engine and has different physics from the original game. So if you're like diehard into Monkey Ball, some of the skips you had before, either you'll have to adjust to be able to do them still, or some of them just don't work anymore. Right. Most of them work just fine. Right. Um, monkey Target. So Monkey Ball's mini games are a big thing. Everyone loves Monkey Target. Monkey Target physics are kind of fucked. Uh, and it's for those reasons that you see people, like, complaining about this game. And I'm okay with it, right? Like, I still fucking love it. it it's, you know, Monkey Ball is 20 years old now. Right. Since the third console game, which was Deluxe, this is the best one, you know? So if it's not as good as the best games in the series... It's pretty fucking close, and it's better than the entirety of the rest of the series, you know? Right. Like, that's enough for me. Uh, I liked it a lot. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, and that's about it. Everybody knows what Monkey Ball is. If you like it, play it. If you don't, then don't. Uh, what is Monkey Ball, Tom? Uh, Monkey Ball is like a tilt puzzle game. You know, like those old little tilt puzzles? Sure. Uh, where you're trying to get a monkey and a ball to a goal. Uh, within a time limit, and you are moving the stage rather than moving the character. Right. Yeah. Has it? Wait. I feel like 
hmm, what was, there was a monkey ball that you brought over. Yeah, that was the last one that came out. Yeah, so was I, mo- which, uh, I was moving the stage in that one? Correct. I see. Why do I remember that I was moving the monkey? Everyone thinks they're moving the monkey. You're actually moving the stage. I see. But, uh, yeah, it's a great game. Like, I think if you're the type of person that was, like, speed running the first two monkey balls, then, yeah, you'll probably not like this so much, you know? Sure. But if you're just somebody that loves monkey ball, like, this is the probably third. No, I'd even say this is the second best in the series. Sure. Because it includes three games, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, the last game I've been playing, which I just started playing last night, I'm already quite a ways in, is uh, Final Fantasy Type-0, which I've attempted to play before. That's the uh, Yeah, and then stopped, and then went back to, and then stopped, and I'm farther in the game now than I've ever been. Was that a PSP game? Um, originally, it was a Japan-exclusive PSP game. I think it's maybe the most underrated Final Fantasy game. Like, first the West didn't get it. And then when we did get it, it was at a reduced price and people were only buying it for the Final Fantasy 15 episode Dusk Eye demo. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, Which is kind of sad. But, like, it's such a good game. It's, like, whether it is in name or not, it's part of that mainline series, right? Like, what is the Fabula, Fabula... Nova Crystallis, right? Like, it's part of that, uh, which is, like, 13 and versus yeah. 13, which became 15, right? Like, it's part of all that. Uh, fantastic game. Great characters, great combat. Uh, cool story, right? Like, it's a story about war, which Final Fantasy is not often about. It is sometimes about, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's basically about how wars are typically fought by our youngest civilians, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, really good game. But yeah, that's really it. I bought, uh, I got Theme Hospital, not Theme Hospital, Two Point Hospital. Oh, yeah. But I haven't fired it up yet. Uh, that's a game that uh, Kaylee got into for a little while. Um, yeah. And I'd watched, I'd kind of watched her play a little bit of that and looked at the zany diseases that people would get like yeah when you're lightheaded your head turns into a light bulb and uh, yeah i mean apparently if you enjoyed theme hospital this is very much like that so i'm sure it'll be fun yeah without knowing anything about theme hospital apparently it's basically that so yeah um that's cool uh it's funny um you you mentioning that uh that monkey ball was made in unity reminded me of the fact that over the like the last two weeks or so, I've been thinking about the fact that because a lot of the game devs, well, all of the game dev stuff that I've been doing is in the is in an engine called Godot, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about how Sonic Colors is made in that engine, or the remake rather was made in that engine, and I was thinking, I was like, over the last couple of weeks, I was like. What if I did Sonic two or three in Godot and gave it three D assets and just didn't tell anybody? But <laughs> that would, mm. that would be that would be just a little project just to see if I could do it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I've been playing quite a bit lately too. Uh, so I don't think I yeah I did tell you I told you a few days ago that I finished Death Loop. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
that was a time. I got two of the three endings. I never managed. I never went went back for the to get that last ending that I didn't see. But um, yeah, I'm. I had a lot of like that is a truly fantastic game. Like a really really great game, and I really I love playing. I want to go back into it now. Like I thought I was done with it, but yeah. they just released a patch that specifically worked on AI. Yeah. So I want to see what that's like. Yeah, I, I should. I'm gonna. I'll read. I'll look that up after the show. But um, yeah, I love that. Like the 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 act of like um, what's the word um optimizing your loop yeah you go around and like fig- like figuring out n- other stuff to put into place like with every loop is just it's so fucking satisfying did you find pick no i never can i tell you about pick or are you sure. gonna go looking for it uh okay so okay what what is what is this what is this exactly so i'm not i'm just gonna give you a loose description and, and uh, for the record our topic today is gonna be filled with heavy spoilers yeah so, so is this pick rexley is the only other person who remembers. Mm. Yeah. And it's quite sad, but it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's Juliana. Like you think it's just you and Juliana, but no, Pick Rexley retains their memories too. Uh, so it's Juliana, Colt. Yeah. Two bit. <laughs> well, I'll, sure, two bit. <laughs> two bit. <laughs> He's he's always just looking after Master Charlie game. Uh, let's see. Well, I mean, I don't know about you, but there were several times going through there where I targeted Charlie with two bit, so all the Eternalists just killed Charlie for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I never managed to do that. But you can target you can target Juliana as well. I did not know that. Yeah, because uh, I know that you like you can like find commands to give to two bit and. Yeah. Uh, use them. Um, yeah, that that game just, like, I've never played, I don't think I've, and that I can remember, I've never really played, uh, well, I've played very few, I should say, uh, first-person shooters, where, to me, every gun looked, played, and sounded great. Like, I just mm. love all the weapons in that game. They're just all yeah. really fun and satisfying to use. Um, uh, did you get... What's the one with the shotgun with the glass bolt? Did you get that one? Glass bolt. It's one of the legendary weapons. I don't think so. Okay, so like, you know, like, like it's a shotgun. The, the slug is glass, right? Oh, so the version that I got was the slug was a, was explosive gas, and then the buckshot ignited the gas. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So and and Kaylee's was different too. I don't remember exactly what hers did, but like she had a different version of that gun too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I just I love like playing, especially like when when uh when you're doing like a lot of run and gun and like and you're you're shooting at guys while like like jumping over like a wall or like sliding under something and like you just you like pop a guy and like you don't even stop moving and it's like it feels really good and also the the way that it allows you to like a lot of the time when i when a game has stealth options i feel like once i'm compromised it's kind of fucked from there and i kind of just have to keep fighting my way through whereas mm-hmm. this game allows me to kind of like 
get away from my pursuer for a little bit and then get the drop on them again. Um, Dude, how many turrets did you take into that party? Like, I just had I fucking zero turrets, turrets all over the place. I took zero turrets into the party. I would carry one in, drop it, activate it, go back for another. Like, I, <laughs> by the end of it, I had like eight fucking turrets in that party. Yeah, I took zero turrets into the party. I kind of, I, I feel like every time I went to the party, I was just doing it the hardest way possible. Like, unintentionally, I just, I just, I, I couldn't figure, because I, I would try but to. Once you realize there's the path to the immediate left. Yeah. That like takes you up to like the roof and the ceiling and all that. Yeah, like that made it way easier. Did you do the beer? You did the beer, right? You have to, don't yeah, you? I did the beer, but here's the thing: is that like, so with Alexis, like, I I heard him complaining the first time I did the beer. Right, he actually yeah. came into the room where the valve was. Yeah, he's supposed to. Yeah, but like every other time after that, he would not come into the room. Huh, I wonder why. Yeah, like I would hear him like complaining about the beer, but then I would go out there to look for, I would go out into like the main little area within that room to look for him and yeah. he would never be in there. Did you put him in the meat grinder? No, I don't even know where the meat grinder is. It's on that stage where he's talking. Okay. It's like there's like a trap door. Oh, okay. And you push a button and it opens and it puts him down there. It's so great. Um yeah, but Deathloop is fantastic. If you're listening and you haven't played it, Absolutely, give Deathloop a, a shot because that game is that game is really good. Um, so after Deathloop, I actually went back and started uh, started like trying. I'm actually going to try to finish Prey this time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of funny. Like I went back to Dishonored and you went back to Prey. Yeah, after well, Deathloop. Like, well, because like because I was just. Because you wanted more, I wanted, I wanted more. I wanted I wanted more arcane, but I didn't I didn't want like the I didn't want dishonored arcane because I feel like that's that was different. Well, I what I okay I, what I thought was that dishonored was going to be the different kind of like uh, I don't know like kind of game that I that I felt like playing. Little did I know, prey involves just as much sneaking sneaking around as it turns oh, out. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, but I'm, I'm having a pretty good time with it. I'm actually, I'm actually like find my, finding myself like more engaged with the story than I was the first time I tried to play yeah. and like finding all the different notes and listening to like different audio logs and stuff. Um, and kind of, and like, I've actually found myself, you know, reading like, like the, like the, the plaques on the wall, like the stuff, like there's like a whole timeline of the space station and their whole program and like reading that stuff. Um, but also, as I'm learning, this is just this is just me talking here. I don't know what anyone else's experience is like, but I'm finding that game to be very difficult. <laughs> I find it like I'm finding Prey to be very difficult. Um, it's, it's a type of game that doesn't come around often, right? Like we talk about immersive sims, and like people nowadays think like I don't know whatever the latest Deus Ex is or yeah. whatever you know, yeah. like. Or even Bioshock is considered to be in that genre now. Sure. And I think, like, Prey, Prey takes from System Shock heavily. Yeah. Heavily, you know, uh, which is significantly harder than those games. Um, there's, like, a, there's also a kind of, um, I don't remember this being in the game when I first, when I first played it, but there's a, uh, there's more of, like, a survival mode now hmm. where, 
you can like there's uh, that moon crash or whatever. No, 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 that no, one? no, no, no. This is like in like this is like these op- there are options and there are modifiers that you can enable for like the main campaign that mm-hmm. will um where you can get like like different things can like different like ailments and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. like you could uh you'll you have to like perform upkeep on your weapons or they're like jam occasionally. Like I was using the glue cannon and like I let the condition get down too low and the fucking hose on the thing popped off. So I, had to, yeah, like, yeah. so I had to repair it. Like, I, my suit got damaged, and so like, if you go out into if you go out into space with your suit damaged, you'll start leaking oxygen, shit like that. What's up? I hear a phone. I'm not sure if it's at my place or your place. Oh, I think, I think that's KJ. <laughs> KJ. KJ. Yeah. Your alarm's going off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was like, "Is that one of the kids? Like, what's going on?" Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think I think that Prey is like a really, really interesting game. Um, but like, I one of the one of the the problems that I'm having is that I kind of went into it. Ex- my my memory of that game is like very very like. Uh, it's it's not a it's not a, I don't have like a lot of details of my first like attempt to play the game. So like I went into yeah. expecting something different, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so by the time I figured out like what kind of game it really was, like most of my resources were gone. So, um, but I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting the hang of it. Uh, and two more games here. Uh, I, we started playing uh, Kena bridge of spirits. Oh yeah. It's a good one. Yeah. It's, um, it's fun. It's 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 very, it's very very fun. Um, I'm I'm enjoying it for the most part. Uh, I really like those. I, I like those little rot fellers. Yeah, they're little, little cute little boys. Um, the combat is the combat feels you know combat feels actually better than I expected. Um, was, I like the combat quite a bit. Yeah, it's it feels it feels really it's really fun. Um, the uh i i'm really enjoying the um like kind of the way that like you're whenever you like you kind of purify an area or whatever i love i love the way that, like the color comes back to it it looks it looks really cool um i'm finding that i'm there's one thing one thing that i'm running into and like kaylee says that she hasn't been really experiencing it but like there are these cutscenes that are kind of like flashbacks to like the past or whatever <clears throat> and like the dialogue on those is like super low so like I can't hear them, and hmm. so like I I'm reading subtitles, but I could like barely make out that someone is talking. Yeah, I didn't have that problem either. Yeah, so I, maybe it's just I don't know, maybe it's just me. But uh, overall, the game is really really neat. Like I I don't know exactly what kind of game I was expecting, but um, it's very it's very fun. You know, like I I like the the exploration aspect and and the uh, and the the animation is 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 fantastic. Um, I'm not sure though. Um, I'm not sure at this point, like how much time I'm going to put into it because I I'm liking it, but like, I don't feel myself like regularly compelled to like pick it up. Like as, mm-hmm. as opposed to like other stuff that I, that I have going on. So, um, but it is neat. i you know, I'm, I'm. I'll give it some more time. And also, I've been playing Back for Blood, which is fucking rad. 
Is it? I, I was really worried about Back for Blood Back recently. Back for Blood is fucking rad, dude. Yeah. I love that game. Um, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. I've been playing with a lot of different friends, and, um, you know, we've. The, 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 the differences that between, like, I guess. Because, you know, there's the obvious comparison to Left 4 Dead because of, you know, who made it. Um, well, and because of all of their marketing for it. Yeah. And because of also, <laughs> I guess, like, the name itself. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm really digging it. I love that, uh, I you know, I love that the different characters have different perks to them. So they're not just, you know, different skins of each other. Um, no, I'm really enjoying, you know, a lot, I'm enjoying, like, the pers- there's, like, a lot of, there's some different aspects of persistence uh, within the game that I'm really enjoying. But, like, overall, it's just, it's just a really, really fun, like, shooter to hang out with your friends in. Um, it gives me a lot of, like, you know, it, it gives me, like, a lot of, like, what I went to, you know, Left 4 Dead for. Um, I don't know, I've been really enjoying it. Like, I was, I was excited for it to come out. I kind of, like intentionally obscured my view of like a lot of the coverage and like a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff or because there are certain games where like I love going in blind. Um, yeah. And this is, you didn't play any of the alphas or betas for this. Nah, no, mm. I, I actually, I watched, I did watch a friend of mine. Um, she got into the alpha and yeah. I watched her play it for about an hour or so. Um, but other than that, I didn't really know a whole lot about like, like any of like the systems, like I didn't know about the cards or like how the runs were structured or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm See, and that's, that's the kind of stuff that really turned me off from it. Not that I don't like it. I'm sure I'll pick it up eventually. You know, I, I can't see myself putting in the time I put into like left for dead Two. you know, uh, with back for blood. But like, I think my favorite thing about left for dead is the simplicity to it. You know? Sure. Um, yeah, but I, I also I do like the the depth that they're going for with this game. Um, yeah, and also like the idea that, uh, you know, the customization that you can do with like your weapons and uh, and how like even finding like another like assault rifle, um, like another like a cop like like your same assault rifle with like higher stats is like that's always satisfying it's like oh i love this gun now i found an even better version of it that's like yeah that's really satisfying too but like i've been i've been really enjoying playing it um i think there have been i have run into some hiccups though with um uh like there's a little like with latency here and there mm-hmm. um but overall it's it's been it's been really good i i'm really really enjoying it um I I love that like I was really I was actually kind of bummed though when like uh before I found out that the game was cross play I was like bummed cuz like so many of my friends are getting it on different platforms like actually none of my friends play it on well I have like two friends that play it on PlayStation yeah but most of my friends are playing it on computer or on Xbox and sure. I, and I was feeling kind of bummed about it I was like well I can't live with any of my friends but like the cross play's been working really good um uh but yeah yeah uh, back for blood is just a really fun time. Um, I'm 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 curious though, like, because I know that they were that they're selling a uh, an annual pass for it, and I'm wondering like what the DLC will be like, and like, because I know that the from what I saw, the DLC at the very least includes new characters, and they've already. I mean, how much is it? Ah, oh, shit, like forty dollars. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not one to talk. I bought. 
all of the like I bought both season passes for Hot Wheels, you know. <laughs> and I don't know how much more of that game I'm going to play, but like to me $40 there better be some more campaigns, you know. I, I have to imagine there will be. I didn't really look at the um like the really the the details of it, but I know it did I did see that it had like there were like, you know, new characters. Um let's see. So, yeah. And and I hope they would let your friends play the campaign, even if only you bought it. That was the problem with Zombie Army, was that like I bought all the campaigns and yeah. you guys bought none of them, so we could not use any of the campaigns I bought. Whack. You know. So yeah, it does say new story. So that uh, new story, playable characters, special, mutated, ridden, and more. <clears throat> so um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to playing a lot more of that. Um, I'm always like super excited whenever someone says, "Let's play some Back for Blood." I'm like, "Hell yeah!" I'm getting on. Um, also, as an aside, <clears throat> I played two different versions of Thumper this week. Nice. Thumper uh, is best played on a keyboard, I think. Uh, so I like my curiosity got the better of me, and yeah. I tried Thumper on my phone. Oh, weird. Yeah, and it uh, works better than I thought it would. I did spin rhythm on the phone. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it works better than I thought it would, but at the same time, like, I think, like, the the thing about it is that, like, there's a lot, of, like, a, most, most of your, uh, actually, I'm going to go ahead and say all of your inputs and thumper on your phone are <coughs> uh, swipes. Um. Mm. And so, like, it's it's not always great about reading like the swipes, especially like yeah. when you get into the later when you get into the levels where it's going a lot faster and you're doing different turns. Yeah, uh, it's not always great about reading those swipes. Um, but I got, but like it, you know, it, it I felt like it played well enough for what it. Uh, um, it's it's, you know, it's 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 thumper, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. And then I so I was like, man. I was like, I want to play this on the PlayStation, and I was getting ready to buy yeah. it, and then I was like, I already own it, so I've been playing. Ah. So I've been playing Thumper on PlayStation. Um, cool. Yeah. So uh, that's basically it. So that's all that I've been playing. All right. Well, okay. So today we want to talk about, or rather, I want to talk about video game endings, yeah. and specifically our favorite video game endings. Yeah. Um. I've got. Three off the top of my head. Yeah, I got three too. So I don't know if you want to go back and forth, or you want me let's, to spit them all out, or what do you want to do? Let's uh, let's do a little let's let's do a little back and forth. Okay, so two of mine are serious, and one of them is seriously one of my favorites, but kind of goofy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Have you played this? No. Joseph Ferris game. Um, at the time, critically praised, right? Like, everybody loved fucking Brothers, and, like, I played it <laughs> maybe, like, two years ago. It's aged horribly. Sure. But, like, the story and the gameplay mechanic that really gets you uh, has aged perfectly fine. So, in Brothers, you play as two titular brothers, right? <laughs> you uh, play the brothers. <laughs> yeah. I think their names are Nia and Naya or something like that. I don't know. There's an older one and a younger one. Them boys. And their mom's already dead. Ooh. Their father is ill at the beginning of the game. Is he a good and dad? And the whole... Huh? Does he seem to be a good dad? Yeah, yeah. 
And the whole premise is these two boys going to get medicine for their father. Right? Yeah. Uh, and you go on this big adventure. I say big adventure. The game's only like three hours long. But, uh, <laughs> it was big to them. Right. I mean, it's big in scope. The things you do, the people you meet, the enemies you come upon and all that, right? Like, it's, it's very interesting. You control uh, one brother with one stick and one brother with the other stick. And it's very interesting in that, like, at the beginning of the game, you're like, okay, this is weird. It's kind of like, you know, patting your head and rubbing your belly at the same time. Like, it, it takes a while Twin stick to brothers. get used to. Uh, but you do get used to it. Yeah. And then eventually you get quite good at it. Yeah. And then at at the end of the game, uh the older brother is killed. Right? Yeah. And like and you you bury him, like with gameplay, you bury him and you, you go back home. I don't want to play this but game. But like it's it's powerful not because it's a character death, right? Right. I mean that's powerful too, but like character death has been done countless times across every fucking medium, right? Like it's it's not that's nothing new. Right. Uh it, it's interesting in that it's, it does something only a video game can do in that for the past several hours you've been controlling the game with one brother on one stick and the other brother on the other stick and now you've can't not feel that absence sure yeah. you know what i mean yeah. suddenly you're just controlling one person with one stick and yeah. it feels fucking weird you know uh anyway the, the younger boy ends up getting home and all that and everything's fine it's sad but it's fine you know yeah, yeah. but like yeah just that like that's an ending that i it's powerful because it's something only a game can really do right. you can't do that with a movie or a book you know right uh it's very interesting yeah. yeah. Um, this wasn't originally going to be one of mine, but like you talking about this kind of reminded me of one that I recently had, and I, I like I'm trying not to because I know that I have a tendency to like whenever we have lists, mine are always disproportionately long. I get it, but I have yeah. I haven't I I just wanted to mention this. So that's okay. Uh, so um, I know that you haven't finished Death Stranding. Uh, yeah, I barely, I barely touched okay. Death Stranding. Okay, do you mind if I? No, I mean that's what this is. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're spoiling okay. games. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to get myself together before I, before I talk about this. Okay, so um, at the end of Death Stranding, after you, after you deal with you know the the crisis that is. Uh, that Sam has been tasked with handling. Um, do you remember the character Dead Man? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so basically, like Sam had to go to uh, the purgatory of of the Death Stranding universe called the Beach and fight this person that like fight this and the antagonist, and he did so without the without the company of his of his bridge baby. That he is that he has named Lou. He had to go there without Lou because he didn't. He wanted. He didn't want Lou to be in danger, right? Um, so the thing about bridge babies is they have like a like a finite lifespan, right? Uh, and so um, when Sam gets back, he uh, like Dead Man has BB's pod, and he's like, "Hey, 
like, you know, while you were gone, like, you know, he passed away and he's got his, he got the pod and it's like, it's like, it's like all wrapped up. And, um, he was like, what do you mean it's wrapped up? Like, it's like, it's, um, they have like, um, like a mummy, not like a mummy, but like, um, (laughs) like in the way that like, gosh, like there's like tape around it, like, like emergency tape or whatever or something. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so he's basically like, um, you know, we have to, like the protocol says that we, you know, we have to incinerate him. And so, uh, he was like, I, he's like, basically, I was like, I thought that you, you know, with all the time you spent with him, you'd want to be the one to, to take him. I thought you'd like to do that. (laughs) Well, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) And so like the whole game, right. You've had, you've had, you've had BB with you and he's been like, he's been like helping you like tell where like the, the, the BTs are. And he's been kind of like, he's just been like your companion this whole time. Right. Yeah. And so you make the, you're making the, the trek to the, to the incinerator and the whole time, like you have BB like on you, but like, you know, he's, he's dead and like, you know, he's not making, he's not making any sounds. He's not, he's not really doing, he's not doing the things that he would do like before. And like his absence is like, like really felt because like you spent like tens of hours with him already. Um, and normally uh, when you press the touchpad, Sam will like call out like, hello, like to like whoever else might be around. But like, uh, now when you press when like in this section when you press it he's like he's like he will say something like I'm sorry Lou and this is all on me and it's like super it's super sad and you you talking about um like the thing with the brothers like it reminded me of that because like that absence is and it's it's very intentional right because that absence yeah like, like you spend all this time like be it three hours or 60 like you spent the entirety of this experience with this other character and they were see, like to me with brothers it's like it's the loss of a feeling it's like a phantom limb you know yeah like yeah yeah so i don't know it just it, it reminded me of that sure sure um but i have to tell you about this because now to make myself feel better um sam is able to revive bb like at the last minute like he's about to incinerate him he's like no i love this baby and i'm gonna try to bring him back and he does so you know how in the uh, trailers leading up to that game, it would show the baby giving the thumbs up. Yeah, like I wish instead you were incinerating him and he gave the Terminator thumbs up. It's so funny you know? because like now, like it's it's weird. That I have like a, a dual association with that now because like because I have the Terminator thumbs up. Yeah, and now that I've been. I forgot to mention I've been playing a bunch of Doom Eternal, but now that I have I've been playing Doom Eternal, oh yeah. Whenever Doom guy goes like dies dies a lava death, he does a thumbs up, and then now I have like the dual association with it. That's funny. <laughs> but um, so the actual the actual one of the actual endings that I had was um was uh, Spider Man Miles Morales. Really? Yeah. Uh. So basically, okay. So, okay, so for, for those of you who don't know, at the end of the game, uh, Miles has this childhood friend that comes to see him named, uh, named Finn. 
and uh, she she's uh, she's like she's a fellow genius like him, and uh, she turns out to be like the criminal mastermind who's been terrorizing New York City for the past whatever however long, and so. Miles and Finn both learn of each other's secret identities, and they have this big showdown at the end of the game. And um, Finn, like Miles, is trying to get her to listen about how like what she's doing is going to destroy the city and like kill a bunch of people, and she won't listen. Like she she thinks she's doing the right thing apparently because she's trying to get back at this mega corporation who killed her brother. But, well, and also Miles has lied to her a whole bunch. Yeah, he lied to her a whole bunch. So why would you listen to him? Yeah, so she's like, she's angry at Miles, and uh, and so like she's not, she's not listening to him, and she, he's trying to like, he's he's trying to get her to change her mind, but like she's already like too far gone, and by the time she realizes that he was that he was telling the truth, it's basically too late, and so. Um, Miles has the ability to absorb massive amounts of energy into himself and disperse it, right? But this this basically a thermonuclear device, uh, he's taking all this energy into himself, and it's like almost too much. It's basically too much for him. And so um, – but I'm sorry. Let me rewind. Before that, like uh, her and um, – and Miles are like falling out of the building like during their fight, and when she realizes that she's wrong, and then he she's she says to him, "I'm sorry," and he was like, "Oh my god, I'm getting, I'm getting choked up." And he's like, he was like, "It's okay," and like that was just such like that was so like the amount of like affection that you have to have for somebody to see all that shit that they've done, and like actually like have basically what is a fight to the death with that person and have them come back to you and, and like be like i'm sorry and then just and then you just be like it's it's okay like i still i care about you and whatever but like when she like basically when she like kind of sacrificed herself to save the city by flying miles up really high into the sky like while she ha- while he had all the energy inside of him and she tells him it's okay to like let go of it, knowing that it would kill yeah. her. Like that was like a really, like that really stuck with me. Like because you a lot of like it's not it's, it's very often that one of the one of the tropes that I've seen a lot of times, and like across all mediums, is you have the 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 protagonist and you have the protagonist's best friend and the, and or their or their brother or whatever and the 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 best friend like turns out to, like turns into a bad guy and then they fight each other and it's just and it's very but like it's it's so rare though that that sort of also culminates in the 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 antagonist realizing like oh shit I was wrong let me do one last thing to make it right sure and so that was that that stuck out as like really powerful to me um and it's a it's an ending that I think about pretty often because I, it's, again it's not something that I see uh, too much. So you know, I was watching my son play that a couple of weeks ago, and he finished it. And I remember 
like when Miles is sucking the energy from that giant thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> at the end, at the end of the game, I'm like this is the very first bit of this game we saw. Yeah, was the fucking ending, you know, <laughs> the very first piece of footage. Yeah, that they showed us was the end of the game. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's funny how like because I it's not the first time that I've seen people do that. Yeah, like, I feel like a lot and like and it's <laughs> it's funny because you don't realize until like in the middle of it that like they spoiled it for you. It was like, yeah. <laughs> and you're just sitting there like, God, damn cause it. you had no context yeah. for, for that, you yeah. know, but yeah, yeah I, like, I just thought that was interesting. Which is like, remind me of like, cause I just watched <clears throat> the newest, the Batman trailer. And, yeah. and I was like, and I just, I, there are certain scenes in that trailer where I was like, I wonder what part of the movie this is. Cause this, this looks like it's very late in the movie. Like, sure. I, like some of like some of the stuff like sure. I, I was like this looks like it's kind of late in the movie. So uh, yeah. Um I it could just be action packed right from the beginning. We don't know, you know. Yeah, maybe. But uh yeah, I don't know. That game, I guess it just didn't really stick with me. I, the first one, the story of the first one stuck with me a lot more. Yeah. I'm not sure why that is. Uh I liked it. Like I liked Miles Morales. I liked the gameplay of that game significantly more than the first one. <clears throat> but uh I think yeah, it, I don't know. It, it might be because you got more time with Peter than you got with Miles. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um Okay, so the next one I want to talk about is should come as no surprise. It's near Automata, okay? Um and I'm not going to talk about it's not really story spoilers. It is spoilers for the end of the game though. Right. Um So first to start off when you beat the game, the pods are talking, and they very clearly say, thank you for playing Nier Automata. That's so, like, it's like when Colossus all the pronunciation people, metal. <laughs> yeah, all, all the people that bitch about the pronunciation, it's in the game. Sure. Okay? Yeah. Um, you got him, Tom. So the end of the game, right? You've played through this game now at least five times. Yeah. Well, t- technically like three and a half, but really you've, you've played you've played this game quite a lot. Right. You've finished this game quite a lot. If you're like me, you've finished this game 20-something times, 26. you know, uh, <laughs> technically, technically, right? One for every letter of the alphabet. Yeah. Some of them only take a few seconds, but some of them are legit playthroughs, right? And you're playing the credits, and the credits of the game are the twin stick shooter bit right we know the game has like these twin stick shooter bits the hacking hacking mini game yeah uh, that you do with 9s quite a bit so the names of everybody's coming down and you're you're killing all the names of the people that, that have made this game and you're doing good for a while the credits are fucking long though <laughs> and eventually you get to a point where like there's too many names yeah and you just keep dying. And so if you want to restart, yeah, and you start, and you it, you die over and over and over again. And then it asks you, it tells you that, like, another player has come to assist you, right? Uh, do you want to accept that help? And I don't know if you can do it without accepting the help. Like, maybe some badass that is out there doing it fine on their own. Sure. Uh, I sure as hell couldn't do it. So I accept the help, and then one by one, more more other players, their ships are coming in to help you to finish this credit sequence, you know? Yeah. And then you finish it. 
And then the game asks you, like, would you like to sacrifice your save file that you worked incredibly hard on to help somebody else finish the sequence? Wow. And it's interesting because, like, you know, your save file shows every letter of every ending that you've got. Right. It shows symbols for, like, the secret ending and all that. So, like, you work hard for this save file, you know? Uh, and it's the only time I can think of in a video game that has allowed you to sacrifice something that you have worked hours and hours for to actually help another real world, world person. Yeah, that's actually, you know that's actually because like, then like then you kind of then you come to the realization that all those other ships that you saw were other people who did the same. Exactly. Yeah, it's really neat. It's really powerful. And again, like brothers. Something I think only video games can really do. Uh, and then you choose to sacrifice it, and it right before your eyes, you see it deleting everything one by one, you know? Yeah. Everything in your inventory, all of your, your ends and all that, like, it's, it's pretty neat. It's yeah. pretty neat. And, like, yeah, I really think, like, those were probably my two favorite video game endings for that reason. Right. Brothers is not one of my favorite games, you know? I like it okay, but like that ending though, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's definitely always possible to find something really meaningful in something that you you know, that is otherwise forgettable for you at a certain point. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's stuff like that that like where else can you get that besides video games, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that like also that cuz I think a lot of the time um a lot of like because of because of his proclivities and and his interests, a lot of people will say that you know Kojima should like make an actual film. Uh, I I don't. Well, one, I think that he, I think that Hideo Kojima is a very messy storyteller for one. But I also think that the way that he tells stories, like there are things that would be lost on it without the agency of being an active participant in those stories, I think. Um, mm. And I think that a lot, I think that if, if like near automata was just, let's say near automata was a movie about someone else playing near automata. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you watch that person make that choice at the end of near automata. It was like, Oh, well, what a great person that character must be like it doesn't have the same it doesn't have the same impact as you the yeah as you doing that right yeah so um so i could definitely and what's that. funny is like the game has tailored itself to make it like like you're not getting anything out of it you know like you probably already have all the trophies at this point if right. not you could just go fucking buy them in the game right. you know uh, like you're, you're not getting anything out of, like you could say, no, fuck that. I don't want to do that. I want to keep my save file Yeah. and nothing different happens. Yeah. Nothing bad happens. You know, uh, it's pretty interesting. So it's, yeah. it's basically cause like no one will know that you didn't do that. Right? right. No one but you will know that you didn't do that. Right. Um, you know, but, uh, I still think, I think that's really cool. And I, th and I think that, I think it would be honestly awesome if, you know, devs were able to find more ways to kind of uh, 
to give people like really meaningful experiences that way. Um, yeah. In the way that like way that you can like actually like literally affect you know the experience for someone else in a positive way like that. And I think there's a lot of games that allow you to do that, right? Like, there's a lot of games where, like, in Dark Souls, you can write somebody a helpful note or, like, whatever, right? Plenty of games have done that, but, like, like at, at no cost to you, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this costs you. This costs you probably 50, 60 hours, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, there's this, like, touching briefly on Death Stranding again, but there's this thing where... Whenever you're fighting like one of the giant, because they're like there are there are a handful of like giant BT bosses in the game, yeah. Um, and during those sections, like like the whole like area is filled with tar. And, oh yeah, yeah. And so like, what's cool is like other players like ghost Sam's will like come out of the tar and like throw helpful items to you, and like you'll see yeah. their little their their PSN name or what have you like over their heads. It's it's. it's it's uh, it's another way that like the game because like kind of tries to drive home the idea of like everybody being connected. See, um, and I think that's one thing like Death Stranding is really interesting. Like, that it does the same thing in that like, at the very least, you are sacrificing your time, whether it's to build a bridge that somebody's going to use or right. construct something somebody else will use. Right. But like at the same time, you're also doing that for yourself. Yeah, you know, and it is not as significant of a of an effort to do those things, you know. Sure. Um, but it is interesting. Like, it, I I do think more games could could do with something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, so another one that I had was actually uh, Metal Gear Solid Four. Okay. So. Uh, if you've not, if you're not familiar with Metal Gear Solid Four, basically in this one, as a result of his of the cloning technology that was used to create him, Solid Snake is now basically seven, 70 years old, um, and and he's like he's like literally thirty five, but his body is like that of like a really old man at this point, and so basically at the end of the game, um. He's basically like he's like I'm not doing any more spy shit anymore. I'm obviously too old to do this because by the end of the game he's like by the end of the game he's on oxygen. Yeah, and he's like still smoking. But anyway, like he's he's on oxygen by the end of the game. But um, and he goes to um, you see him in a in a cemetery, and he's standing at the grave. I can't remember if the grave is that of the boss or if it's supposed to be Eva's or I can't remember whose grave it's supposed to be, but, um, while he's standing there, um, uh, his dad, big boss shows up and they're pointing their guns at each other for a second. <clears throat> and, um, and then big boss puts his gun down and he starts, and he starts hugging snake and um because like at this point he's dying as well and he uh they talk for a little while and uh snake like lets him lets big boss rest against a headstone and the the last thing a big boss says i believe was he just says it was good wasn't it and then he just dies 
and it's just like this really because like like everything about that whole scene is just like really like super like emotional because like this father and son who have like who have been at odds like a million times and like a million different ridiculous battles with each other and then they yeah. don't see each other forever and then like they finally see each other again and um and it was just it was just always like i think that a lot of it has to do with the fact that i've always had like a soft spot for like father and child stuff just because i guess like this is the way that i was like the way i was raised and like i never i grew up without a dad in my life so like a lot of the time that stuff like hits me really hard um and it was a very i liked it because it was one of those moments i think where I think that a lot throughout the series, throughout the Metal Gear Solid series, there are, there are always those moments where they really try to humanize Snake as a character. Um, but I feel like there's something like very human about uh, someone spending their parents' last moments with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that was like, it, which is it's ironic because it was a game that is honestly not it's I don't think I think Metal Gear Solid 4 is probably actually the worst game in the series but it had what to me is like the most like memorable moment of all the games that I've played in that yeah. series uh and I just always thought that was I always thought that that scene was very cool Yeah I think it definitely had like, it had the advantage, right? Like, it had the advantage of having all those games come for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like, if you think about Solid, like, what's the biggest twist in that story? Like, Liquid Snake is probably the, the, yeah. the biggest twist. Which, like, you probably could have... You probably knew before it happened, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. That's a good one. Um, okay, so my final one is one I'm sure that Ryan agrees with. And that is not all, but a tremendous amount of the endings in the Tekken series. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can you not love them? You know, yeah. how can you not love? We them? spent a good like hour and a half or so, like watching all the endings, like throughout. The yeah, series. that's the best thing about Seven is being able to unlock the majority of those endings and watch them. Yeah, uh, like. They're fucking hilarious, yeah, you know? Yeah, which is, it's funny because I feel like those endings kind of undermine, like, what it, like, is happening. A, yeah, well, like, there's a tone, I feel like, that Tekken, like, like through its, like, lore and, like, whatever else they're doing, like, they kind of tried to, like, they were badasses and we're fighting yeah. and everybody's strong and we're, and, like, and then, like, but all these, all, like, most of the endings are, like, really silly. Well, and I think, like, the endings that matter aren't, right? Like, they take themselves more seriously. Yeah. Say what you will about the Tekken 7 story. I know it's not fantastic, but like, you know, throwing Heihachi into the fucking volcano <laughs> and having the flashbacks of everybody else getting thrown in the fucking volcano, you know, like, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. But like, it's, it's, it almost reminds me of like, like Metal Gear, like Yakuza, where it's like, there's some serious stuff here. Yeah. But also, let's be fucking stupid sometimes, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I love that, man. Like, 
Tekken 3, of course, everybody remembers Tekken 3 endings probably the most, right? All the fucking dumb shit. Yeah. Gone racing away and all that crap. And, like, uh, I always like the King ending where the developers are like the children. Uh, so but they just they just freak them down, you know. Yeah, I like I don't which which Tekken was it where uh, where uh, Kuma he was he was in the spacesuit and he's like so oh yeah and he's celebrating too hard and he cuts he accidentally like cuts a hole yeah. in the spacesuit. I don't remember. It's probably like five or, or six, like, you know. Like, but like, were the one where where Kuma like becomes like the CEO of of Machine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, it's just, they're so fun, right? Like, I love fighting games, but most of them have fucking terrible stories. Yeah. And fucking boring endings, you know? Yeah. And uh, Tekken, man, Tekken gives you gives you some something to watch, something funny, you know? And they're all, like, especially, like, the ones involving Paul and Law. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all great, man. The yeah. restaurant stuff and all that. Yeah. Um, uh, or even, like, Paul just, like... I mean, Paul's just being a jackass, you know? Like, why you gotta break that wall? Who cares, you know? <laughs> well, it's funny, but, like, uh, everything about him would would imply that he is a goofy character. Mm-hmm. Like... But, you know, you know, early on, he wasn't intended to be, though, you know? But he like, was supposed to be fucking cool. <laughs> uh, but, like... But then, like, everything about him, like, his endings and all, like, all the stuff that he is, like, this guy is stupid. That's yeah, ridiculous. And like most of them are stupid, yeah. you know. But like it's fun. It's fun, and like they're well done for the time that they came out. The 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 CG endings are quite quite well done, you know. Yeah. Other than that King one, uh, <laughs> you know. You think about endings for fighting games that came out the same time as those, or even well after those, that so little effort was put into. Every ending for Street Fighter Five is like two, maybe three panels yeah. of some crudely drawn fucking comic, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, well, I, one of the things that sticks out to me, and this that's always, like, I've, I remember how I felt at the time seeing it, but I remember back when Tekken 3 was the, the, was the newest Tekken, and yeah. uh, I remember Zhao Yu's in, ending was so was so different because it was actually like it was anime. a cartoon, right? And yeah, like, and like somebody actually is like actually a, a hand drawn uh, ending. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool. Um, yeah, it was neat. But uh, and then like I didn't really know the story of most of those characters. Even now, I don't know the story of a lot of those characters now. Yeah. So like seeing the stuff with like Doctor, what's his name, Bos Bosch- or yeah. whatever. Like yeah. seeing all that, I'm like, wait, what? What's happening here? Who is Yoshimitsu to this man, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I fucking loved him, man. I still love him. Like like you said, I maybe what? Maybe a couple of years ago that you and I sat down and watched like hours of that shit. Yeah, it was fun. You know? It's it's like, yeah. they're they're really fun. Like uh I remember Roger got in trouble with his wife and like Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know, they're, they're fun. Um which is funny because I have two more and one of them actually is a fighting game one. Uh, so, so with, uh, with the newer Mortal Kombat's, uh, you have, like, the campaign ending, and, and then you have, like, everybody has their ending from, from going through the towers. Uh, so my favorite one in, um, in Mortal Kombat was for, one of my favorite ones was from Mortal Kombat 11, 
where with specifically Jax's ending because he was basically like so basically every everybody like at the end of everybody's tower basically they're like I got all, I got control of this magic hourglass and I could go back I could manipulate time and do whatever right yeah um and Jax was just like um. I'm going to make sure that slavery never happens. And I'm going to make Africa super awesome and prosperous. And also I get to keep my real arms for the rest of my life. <laughs> 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 and like, and so like, it just shows like, it just shows like, it shows him erasing slavery from history. And then like, it's him in like super high tech Africa. Like he's in like fucking Wakanda, Africa. Like, yeah. and like uh, one of my, and like, I love that because like, of course, why wouldn't you do that? Right. But right. So like, I just remember like how mad like so many people got. I was like, "You're mad that Jacks erased history, word or erased slavery, really?" But, people were mad about that. Yeah, people like raised a stink about it. It was like, so Mortal Kombat just got too woke, I guess. I was like, "Dude, come on!" But um, look, no game that has I would not consider any game that contained the Joker to be woke ever. It, <laughs> Uh, and I just thought I thought that was awesome. But uh, my last one, and it's it's probably been one of my favorites since I was a kid. But the ending of Streets of Rage two. Oh yeah, you've ta- you've talked about this one a few times. Yeah, it's just like it's yeah. just because it, like it's everything about it, right? Like it's just it's very of its time, and yeah. it like just has like that just that that vibe that like. Like like all those all those movies that were coming out back then about like with like movies like action movies from the early nineties and late eighties of like with white guy martial artists in them where like at the end of the movie like I beat up the crime syndicate with my bare hands and now everything's good we're just gonna look at the sunset and let the credits roll and that's <laughs> and that's like the it, like like you save Adam and like and then everybody's like we did it and then like everybody's just happy to be there. And then, like, it's just, it's like, it's so cheesy, and, but at the same time... You know what's funny? It's like, that's that's the ending to many Castlevania games. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's just so cheesy, because you're like, but, like, at the same time, like, the music has, like, a very much, like, a we did it sort of yeah. like, sound to it. So you're yeah. just like, yeah, I'm eight years old, and I just beat this game on easy for the tenth time. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, man. But yeah, that's that's probably that's one that I will always like. I like even as I'm talking about, it, I can hear that music in my head. Sure, um, sure. It's it's just it's it's great, and I think that like, I think that a lot of a lot of those uh, like a lot of beat 'em ups, uh, and even beat 'em ups now, like they all seem to exist within this like kind of like a um, like kind of like exist in like this weird like time bubble. Like they all like yeah. they all like have this vibe of like we exist in the late eighties and early nineties. Like even the ones that are made now, they all like because they're over time, you know, yeah. right? Like that genre, it works. It works for us because like we grew up with it, you know. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I, I guess I shouldn't say my kids don't want to play that. Like my kids loved Castle Crashers. Sure. But I don't know, man. Like it's it is a, of a time, right? And you saw like. You can kind of trace the evolution of it. You know, you saw things like the bouncer, uh, things like, I mean, arguably things like Yakuza, yeah. even though there's more to it than, than those games. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, I think that like, and that's what, that's what I think too, is that um, 
I think one of the reasons that uh, Yakuza works is because it has like it. Yeah, like it. It is a beat em up, but like it also like has like all this other shit around it. Yeah, and I think you know that it's kind of just like well, I mean, these are the expectation of of home console games now is that like there's, right. there's got to be more to it, right? Right. Um, you know, but yeah, I and like and I think that even like. I don't even remember the ending to Streets of Rage Four. Honestly, I don't remember how that game. I don't. I I know that you beat up those two kids, uh, and then like I don't remember what happens after that. So, um, like Streets of Rage Four is a lot of fun, but I remember nothing about the story of that game. I, I don't. Sure. Um, so, but Streets of Rage. You know, as far as say, like most pe- most people who've played every Streets of Rage probably don't remember the story of most of them, you know? Mr. X is the but, bad guy every time. You won't stop coming back. Yeah. So, Like, those games don't... They don't hook you with their story, typically, you know? Well, they they but, don't. Uh, that's, that's true. And, like, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I played Streets of Rage 2 for the story. Right. I, I didn't, but... You played I, it for the glory. Yeah, I played it for the glory. Yeah. <laughs> but I know the story, right? Yeah. Uh, but, like, that's because, like, the, they... Uh, beat em up stories are like they give you like who, what, where, when, and why, and that's yeah. it. They don't give you a that's whole, all you need. Yeah, they don't give you any. They don't give you any more stuff beyond that. But Streets of Rage that has something I think a lot of them lack, and that is world building. How you do, know, how do you mean? And I and I seriously mean that because in Streets of Rage, as you're going through the levels, you can trace like you can trace your your finger on the map, right? Like. You can see in the background a level that you will be going to, oh, yeah, or yeah, yeah. you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, Streets of Rage did that very well. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. As a side note, i i want I want someone to make a Streets of Rage fighter. Like, I want. I have the. I have the beat 'em up. I want a fighting game, Streets of Rage style. I want those guys. Mm-hmm. I want. I want Axel and Blaze. And skate and Max and I don't. I mean, you could keep Doctor Zan. That guy sucks. But uh, you know, bring that kangaroo boy back and Cherry and Adam, all those guys. I want them. I saw a T-shirt for sale, and it was like a fighting game character select menu. You know, but it had all the like anthropomorphic animal cartoons on there so like street sharks and turtles and biker mice and like all that crap that sounds badass like yeah i'd like to play that one yeah i would like actually i was actually surprised because i was talking i was i was talking to someone recently about how how much i would very much love for there to be a street sharks video game and they were like doesn't does one not already exist i was like i bet it does and i looked i couldn't find a street sharks video game that's very surprising to me uh, there is a Biker Mice from Mars video game isn't that's a, pretty good. Isn't it a racing game? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I I just think that there should be a Street Sharks uh, game, and I think that it's time for them to come back. Sure. I mean, Bucky O'Hare got a game, you know? Yeah. But why not? Yeah, who the fuck is that? I had a Bucky O'Hare lunchbox, actually. and every time I, I loved that guy. And every time, I, every time I, I got my – it was lunchtime, and I opened my Bucky O'Hare lunchbox, and my food was spoiled. Yeah. So. All that green fur. Yeah, the Toad Wars is what did it. Tommy, take us. Um, okay. Uh, well, nothing else to say, Ryan. Um, no. Um, 
No. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, Safe Continue Podcast. You know, watch us on YouTube or give us a listen on pretty much whatever. And we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye.